Welcome to Spraymakers, the podcast where Chris Rossi and Trent Finlayson dive deep into the world of water skiing. You've been training hard, and now it's time to get tournament ready. This week, the guys talk about what it takes to transfer what you've been working on in practice and make it count on contest day. Tournaments are super fun, man. They're super fun. I, I like to think of them as I like to think of them as kind of the test for how your practicing has been going. So yeah. that's kind of the way I like to look at it. But you know. Not that it like it's a it's a tough test or anything. It's like you know I did all this work. I've I've uh, I've been you know I've been listening to spray makers. I've been putting my time in. You know I went and saw a coach this spring. I I got my keys. I'm working hard. So yeah, I want to go to I want to go to some events and I want to I want to put it on the line and see what happens. You know how well am I able to do those things that I was that I was working so hard to do in practice and and it kind of gives me a, a baseline. You know and and. Um, and on the other end, you, you you're sitting around on a weekend with a whole bunch of people that love to water ski. So I mean, yeah. what's better, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. And I and I and I think what you said was really important. How um, and it's, it's already I've already lost exactly what you said, but along the lines of, you know, like test. It's it's a way of testing what it is you've been working on. And and I think, you know, it's funny. It's j- just like we talked about in um, you know, earlier this season on on early season skiing. Um, like how, how we wanted you to like, don't, you know, don't start your season by just trying to feel what you felt last year. It's the same thing in tournaments, you know, don't, don't approach a tournament and go into your, you know, into your typical tournament set of cues or, 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 or ideals. Like you're exactly right. This is, this is your time to, to test what you've been working on, you know, um, you know, cause you, you get into the, the, the constraints of a tournament and, and you know, you're maybe you're maybe, maybe not, but maybe your energy is a little bit higher or a little bit lower, or you're a little bit tighter, or you're a little bit more conservative or a little bit more aggressive, depending, depending on how, you know, how, uh, how tournaments are sort of, uh, how you execute in tournaments. But yeah, it's, it's a perfect, perfect, um, environment to, to test what you've been working on and, and, and just see like, am I moving in the right direction? And, and I think, you know, the important thing is, is you know, this doesn't, it's not going to happen by accident, right? I mean, you're going to have to go you know, even not even, especially, you know, if it's just a, a small local low pressure tournament, which for most of us, you know, I got one coming up right away and that's exactly what it is. Um, you're going to have to be somewhat diligent and in, in approaching the, the approaching this event with, 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 with whatever kind of new set of ideals or, or new keys, you know, you've been working on the last, you know, however many weeks, months you've been skiing. Yeah. I mean, exactly, exactly. And so, yeah, the, the tournament scene for sure, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta kind of wrap our heads around it. And, and I think, you know, we're always talking about game plans, you know, and having a game plan for every practice set. And guess what? I want to have a game plan for every tournament set. And, you know, the other thing is that, that, that you've brought up multiple times that I, that I really, you know, want people to understand and, and, and I'm digesting, digesting as well and, and adding it into the way that I approach things is that, um, you know, your, your results in your first tournament are probably not the same and the expectations for those results should not be the same as they are for the tournament that you want to peak at, you know, whether that be your state championships, your, your, you know, whatever, whatever one, you know, nationals, you know, for Trent, the worlds, you know, whatever that is, you know, the first tournament of the year does not define how you're going to ski in that last tournament or uh, most important tournament. Right. 
Man, that's so yes, 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 yeah. And I and I had this conversation, you know, because because again, this we're, we're, I mean, tournament season is upon us. So I had this conversation, you know, with actually two different people I work with this um, this week. Um, you know, Craig down in Florida, and, and actually Jeff right here locally, and and I relayed you know similar sentiment to both. You know, one of the guys that said, "Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm just not seeing that good, but I'm just going to go and just kind of see what happens." And, and I, you know, I said, "Look, but be careful because you know we've already laid out this plan. You've already, you've already, you know, decided where your peaks are. Um, so we know that, you know, this first tournament, like you said, this it, this isn't about getting some max score, um, by design, right? So, for, like for me and and what I related especially to Craig was like, this is your opportunity." for me, it's starting doc practice. So, you know, if it's a, if it's a, you know, like, well, like you had said, like, this is a world's year. So, you know, I have, I have all these tournaments laid out where the first, actually like the first three or four for me are, are just, it's, it's more about starting doc practice. And and what I mean by that um, is especially like that first tournament of the year, it's, it's typically for most people, it's, it's a, a smaller local event. Um, chances are you're, you know, unless you're new to the sport and if you are, that's awesome. This is going to be a lot of fun. And if you're not new to the sport, yeah, chances are you're going to know almost everyone there. So I, I, I think the mistake people make because it's early and they're maybe not skiing, you know, at their 100% level and B because they know everyone, they, 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 they approach it with, with, you know, a little bit more carefree attitude. And that's awesome. I mean, I'm not suggesting that this, you know, needs to be, you know, like you need to get all like, you know, psyched and in the zone and eye the tiger and da, da 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 da. But just don't don't waste that opportunity to to find that that appropriate level, that arousal level, or that that excitement level um, that that you know you perform at best. And and like my my advice to Jeff was just simply, you know, I know you, I know you're gonna be with your buddies and da da da. But I said that last thirty seconds, you know, before you put your boots on, like there, I want you to practice what the Pan Ams are going to feel like. I want you to practice what the worlds are going to feel like. And again, it's not suggesting not having fun and not being somewhat carefree, but just that last 30 seconds is yours. So at that moment, even if you don't expect to ski good because you got a new binding or you're, you're still testing out a new ski, that last 30 seconds, like let that be yours and let that be okay. Like, you know, like move inward for a moment and, and just try and remember what it feels like when you do find that perfect zone mm. for you, that perfect arousal level, that perfect level of, of, of calm or excitement. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I, I'd like to, I'd like to comment on the Craig, the Craig situation. Yeah. I, I, you know, that's, that's very, very common. Um, but you know, when I, when I hear you relay this, this message, obviously uh, this is secondhand that I'm getting it right. But when yeah. I hear that, you know, what I hear is a person who isn't skiing, isn't skiing up to where they want to be. And, um, it's kind of going into that tournament as like, well, I know it's basically, they've already thrown in the towel. And, and yeah. so like, oh yeah, whatever happens, happens. And, you know, that's like coming to your practice set and like, yeah, I'm just going to go ski today and not thinking about something and you're going out and then expecting a phenomenal outcome. And it, and it can happen actually. I mean, yeah, that is that I'm not saying that that can't be, but I also feel like what, you know, some of the things that you, I'm sure you relayed are important and like, you know, okay, so maybe we're not skiing the best. So maybe we want to put a really a highlight on, our pre-set routine. Yeah. Maybe we want to put a highlight on um, understanding nerves um, that that we're not trying to, you know, I think that one of the biggest things that I see people trying to do, which 
you know, and I, and I'm guilty of it, you know, in the past and probably still, still now is trying to, to, uh, justify to yourself that you shouldn't be nervous at all. You know, I think yeah, a lot of people man. are like, Oh no, I shouldn't be nervous. If I'm nervous, then, then I'm not ready. And I'm not, I this. used well, to be so guilty of that. Right. Right. Yep. So, you know, I mean, <clears throat> the way I look at it, Think about gladiators back in the day, right? And they're going to go into mm -hmm. they're going to go into this this ring. People are going to be cheering, but ultimately their life's on the line, right? You know, I mean, you're either going to you're either going to win or you're going to die. Those people, I'm very positive, we're not sitting there all calm and just happy <laughs> and everything's going to be fine. You know, I don't want to be nervous for this. Their hearts pumping. They're freaking out and they're just trying to find, you know, that focal point to to harness that energy. So my point being, it's very normal and, um, and, and and you should feel nerves. So, you know, instead of shying away from it, trying to trying to downplay the event, downplay your skiing, downplay all these things. You know what I what I learned over my career was when I when I felt that I just think to myself, my body's getting ready my body's preparing, you know, I'm getting yeah. ready for battle. I'm getting ready for the gladiator. I'm not saying that my set is planned out to be a, to be a battle, but it is important that, you know, you feel something probably my worst, my worst event finishes were ones that I felt nothing on the dock. Oh, and then, man. I can yep, relate. right. And then, so, in, in, and then, you know, I, I always recommend to after a set, whether it be, especially after tournament sets is to evaluate what happened, you know, and basically my, my, you know, in those events that I skied, so, you know, uh, underwhelming and I felt nothing on the, on the starting dock, meaning I didn't feel any nerves at all. I, I basically was, it's like being, yeah, disassociated with the whole yeah. situation. Yeah. And, you know, you go back and you realize I threw in the towel before I ever went, before I ever skied, before I ever did anything. So I just, anyway, to get back to what you were saying, like, even if, even if you're maybe not in where you're, where you want to be in practice to get the buoys that you're looking for, you know, try to find aspects. There's total, there's tons of different aspects to tournament skiing. So, you know, climb on board to start establishing a new beginning routine or a new warm up, or, you know, I don't know. I don't know exactly how to, to, you know, go about that part, but not to, I know how to do that, but my point being, it'll be, it'll be <laughs> yeah. different. It'll be different for everybody. But the point yeah. being like, like you don't want to be there feeling nothing, you know, yes. you, you, you want to feel something and you want to be ready. <laughs> That's you getting ready. So anyway, and, and it's, and it, yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting. Like my, my, like there's so many different points coming up in my mind right now, but, but that, you know, you, why would you not want to be feeling nervous? It's like, you know, you, you, I mean, you registered for this tournament, you signed up, you, you showed up specific, you know, specifically for that reason, um, you know, to feel those nerves, to feel that exhilaration, to feel that excitement, that, that, you know, even, even, you know, a little bit of dread, you know, you said something, um, uh, when we've, you know, just a couple minutes ago when we're, you know, talking, okay, you may be not skiing all that well. So this is your opportunity to, you know, focus on your, on your, pre-ski routine focus specifically on testing out your keys and, and the and the the phrase that, that came to mind when you said that and, and you teed it up is is, <clears throat> is detachment from outcome and, and if you've read which i know you have because actually the first uh i the I, mean, I don't know if you remember this the first sports psychology book i ever read you gave me um, <laughs> yeah That's a hell of a long time ago and, and it, it was it was written by um i can't remember his name but it, it had a it had a 
it was it was, it was a snow, it was like a snow ski coach and i can't mm-hmm. you like I, I can't remember the name of the book even but i remember thinking i was pretty young but i remember well you were pretty young <laughs> but yeah. i remember thinking oh like why the, why the hell is he giving me a snow ski book but but anyway th- th- that was the first time i had countered this idea of 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 detachment from outcome and and every high level athlete will you know some in some form or another will talk about this how uh, the racers ski by warren witherall yeah, yeah, yes, yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. That dude, that would have been early two thousands. Um, I still have it. I hope, I hope you weren't expecting it back because I, I definitely still have it. <laughs> Don't um, worry, I went and bought them. I went and bought more. Okay. I went and bought more of those. <laughs> but it's like it's, and it was like as a you know as a younger skier and even a younger pro, and, and to be truthful, through through most of my pro career, that concept was foreign to me, and it just didn't sit well with me. Detachment from outcome. You can remember, I I, I already like. Um, in an earlier episode this season, I, I already, you know, um, revealed like what, you know, some of my shortcomings, you know, through a, you know, majority of my pro career talking about having goals of winning an event, you know, but, but detaching yourself from the outcome, meaning like, like that success and failure isn't going to lie purely on podium finish. You know, I mean, ultimately that's the goal, but if you can in the moment detach yourself from that, that's when you can really focus on the process, uh, you know, that lies ahead of you, you know, moment, second to second, pass to pass, and, and even day to day, like during an event. Mm-hmm. Um, so first tournament of the year, perhaps, well, not perhaps, you know, by design, hopefully you haven't peaked yet, you know, because if you're, if you're already skiing last year's scores, Heck yeah. So imagine where you're going to be by August. So, so early season, you know, that you're, you know, this first tournament is not about maxing out, getting your best score of the year. So with like armed with that sentiment, how easy is it to detach yourself from the outcome? Okay. So I'm going to go a, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, and we're, let's go through this step by step, but a, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to focus heavily on my pre-ski routine be focused heavily on my emotional state the 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 two minutes before I ski and see I'm gonna focus entirely upon the process of, of what it is that I've been working on to run the, the types of lines, the type of the types of, of of smooth, powerful passes that I've been trying to, you know, trying to and hopefully, you know, succeeding at finding finding in practice. Um this is like what better time to to you know to try and figure out this you know, maybe slightly better mindset, um, as it, as it, as it relates to tournaments. Oh, I'm psyched up. I got, I got a little nervous. I was like, Ooh, first tournament. Here we go. You know, cause <laughs> I just, I like, I like when I'm, when I'm driving to the lake for my first event, you know, even, even on the way up there, I, I go through waves of, of different stuff. Like, am I, am I running late? I don't want to be late. I, I want to be early. I don't want to miss my ride. I don't want to, you know, so, I mean, literally, I think, I think for me, tournament day starts, you know, probably the night before and, and, um, and builds all the way up to, up to the actual skiing. So it's not, it's a day. It's not, it's not a moment. And I really liked, you know, how you simplified it down to those, you know, few minutes before you actually take your tournament ride, because there are people that get really overwhelmed for the entire day and blow all of their adrenals. And I'm Oof. guilty of this too, man. I've, too. I, th- you know, I'm, I'm, this, I'm, we're all preaching to the same people here, you know, that, like we are, we are you guys too. Yeah. You know, where, I mean, before I've even skied, I've been exhausted and you're like, well, I just put in all this work, you know, to get ready for this tournament and I'm exhausted before I even ski. So 
yeah, maybe I'll pee, you know, maybe I'll have a great performance, but realistically I've already set myself back. So I guess my point being, let's kind of walk through, let's walk through, you know, the, yep. the pre-ski routine, then let's walk through that, you know, that more critical two minutes to, you know, to through, through the actual skiing part. Yep. And then maybe we'll finish up by, you know, making sure that we talk about, you know, what we learned at each event and, and how to, how, how that can make us a better practice skier moving forward. And obviously as an end result, a better tournament skier. Yes. So, um, <clears throat> sort of, you know, relaying from your own experience and even if it's not in full detail, but what, what's, what's, you know, at, you show up at a, a you know, tournament morning, what's, what's step number one, that, that people need to, to keep in mind? Like what's a, what's a, what's the first thing that needs to happen or what's the first thing. And again, everyone has their own things and we get that. So what, you know, but you know, general rule, like what, what's, what's important. Make sure I have a coffee. Ah, yeah, me too. (laughs) I mean, I'm turning around and going back to wherever I need to, to grab a coffee if I don't Mm -hmm. have one. But, uh, uh, so (laughs) now that that's, uh, that's step one, obviously, but no, um, you know, I think the most important concept to all of this, especially, you know, tournament day is be authentic to who you are, be authentic to how you practice, you know, don't be a, you know, we, I think the, the, the goal here that we've, you know, we've kind of, we like to make sure everyone understands is that I like to reverse it and say, I want to practice like I want a tournament ski, right? You know, I don't, meaning I, when I, whenever I go and I, um, and I'm going to do my practice sets, I'm actually also practicing my tournament sets, uh, preparation, pre-skiing, all of that stuff. So, you know, if you want to take the 30,000 foot approach, what I, what I'd love for, for each, each one of our listeners to do is take a look at how you practice, take a look at what a day at the lake looks like, you know, and if, if it's working for you and you're getting better every year and your practicing is working, then, then your practice routine is, is pretty good. So mm-hmm. then let's, then let's, um, let's model that and try to find the best way to set up our tournament day to mimic whatever that is on a, on a practice day, you know? So let's say, uh, Nick, you know, like Nick Parsons, I ski with him a bunch. Um, he skis at two, you know, he skis at two o'clock every day. I mean, it's like, like, I mean, it's on, on, on the clock, two o'clock, they show up probably his first set is at three o'clock, you know, and he rolls in, he has a, you know, he does a few things, checks his ski, gets his setup going, whatever he's doing to get ready. You know, he's not a big runner and, and, and prepper that way, but whatever it is that he needs to do. And then he skis. Right. And so when I watch, you know, what does this guy do when it's tournament time? Well, most tournament mornings, you know, in Utah, at least, uh, you know, Nick doesn't, he's not there at the opener, you know, he's not there. Like typically open men skis last in our events here in, uh, in Mm -hmm. Utah and in the West. And so if you look at 40 skiers or whatever, you're not going to ski until noon, maybe one. So, you know, Nick, you'll see Nick around 1130 noon show up. So again, what I'm getting at, and just, that was just a little piece of it. It's not because he doesn't care about anybody at the tournament. It's not because, you know, he's, you know, selfish. He's, he's actually just doing what his normal routine is and trying to stay as close to it as possible. (laughs) That's interesting. You you know what I would would like, that is important. I was going to interject something because I hadn't really thought of it like that, but excuse me, even I'm thinking back to, you know, 
the last few years, even at like Pan Ams or, or world championships. I, I mean, I was at the lake all day, every single day. I mean, I was there for the first year and I was there for the last year. And, and part of it, it well, the reason was because I, there was people throughout the day that I was coaching and I didn't want to miss, <clears throat> excuse me, miss anyone. But wow, is it, I, I never even thought of it. That's, that's what my day's like anyway. Like when I, I get to the lake very, very early in the morning <clears throat> and I ski, you know, sometimes around one o'clock, sometimes around five, just depending when I can book it. But, but it mirrors, it mirrors the way I ski in practice too. And I hadn't really, that's a, that's kind of a cool point. I hadn't really thought of it like that. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to, this is, this is a tough one. And, and I, you know, I watch this happen all the time with people, people, uh, skiers, you know, have, have nine to five jobs. So, you know, their typical time to ski is five o'clock and beyond, you know, like five to dark. Right. You know, yeah. and then you get to a tournament and your division's first and you're skiing at eight twenty one AM. And let me tell you, that is a not, that's not easy. It's not an easy jump. Your, your body, your body isn't programmed for that. So if you want to, if, if you're consistently having that happen, then, then, you know, where you're, you're, you tend to have to ski early at tournaments, then I would say on the weekends, you should probably get out to the lake and try to ski on the weekends in the morning so that it is, it is not so foreign. I think anytime you, you feel foreign to what you're doing, it makes another challenge, another hurdle that you just have to be, you know, more disciplined to, to, to work your way through it. So, you know, I just like that. I mean, so anyway, I mean, whether, you know, and, and so, yeah, I I was the same guy. I went to the lake. I mean, I, I got better at things, you know, as I, as I went along just a quick sidebar, but as I went along, I, I tried to set myself up, you know, for pro tournaments, the idea, Jamie Beauchene, you know, taught me a lot of different things but one of the one of the things is like i'm not here for you i'm not here for anyone i'm here for me to go out and ski my best and i'm going to do whatever it is that i believe i need to do to be ready for that moment and then i'm going to go and accomplish it and so yeah no i'm not here to hang out with all you guys at the dock and and be buddy buddies i'm here to i'm here to ski my best and so whatever i need to do to do that is what i'm going to do and you know I, i i'm not saying that everybody needs to be super, you know, super hardcore or anything like that. But the point being figure out what you need and put the, put the focus on that first. So like I would be at a tournament and then I'd be chatting with everybody because, you know, it's part of my personality. I like to, you know, I'm social and I like to be friends Mm -hmm. with just about everybody. And, and, um, you know, on, on some of those years that I had my best events and stuff, I found myself spending more time, you know, on the side of the lake. Yeah. I look up, I'd watch people ski. Maybe there was a friend of mine that I really wanted to watch. So I, you know, put some eyes on them and that way we could talk about it, you know, that night or whatever. But ultimately I found myself reading books, you know, talking with my wife, going for a nice walk, whatever that was, you know, like just find those things, be, be less, less worried about what everyone else is doing and be more worried about what, you know, what you need to do for success. Like how can yeah. I set myself up for success? So. Yeah, I like that. And and you preface that perfectly like, you know, when you said you know, being being authentic. I think, you know, and again, first term of the year, this is the best time to practice, you know, cuz again, it, you know, maybe you know, maybe you're going to have a dozen tournaments this year. Maybe you're only going to have two two or three or four, but this is your opportunity to to just, you know, to be be open to exploring what works a little bit. And and I think that that authenticity is, is really, really important. Um, 
and and it's from experience i know that that's what i was lacking through through you know the majority of my career even when i was skiing my very best it was it was i i you know i still didn't have the confidence to approach a tournament with with the you know with the mindset or with you know and, and then therefore the actions that that were going to suit me best you know i was mm-hmm. still i still got drawn into the you know okay what's Rossi doing? Okay. I'm, I think I'm going to try that this weekend. What's Will doing? You know, and you know, and I'm old enough as like watching, you know, Andy Mappa, what's he doing? Well, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to try this for a couple of years, you know? And, and it's like, it, that's, you know, everyone's psyche is different. Everyone, you know, everyone's arousal level and everyone's needs. They differ. You, you've got to, you've got to do or, or stay true to yourself. What, what, what feels the best for you. And, and you said it perfectly, Chris, like it's, it's, it generally, you know, just reflect upon your practice. And this is, you know, something else I relayed to, to Craig, like the, the two weeks leading up to a tournament, you know, I, I don't want you to do anything different in terms of the way you're approaching your training, but I want you to start exploring your pre-ski routine. So, you know, how are you feeling before you ski? You know, like I just said, like the last last minute before you go just just do a little bit of like self-analysis do it do like a system check if you will how do you feel right now you know what what are you you know buzzing at a 9.9 are you you feeling like pretty calm laid back are you somewhere in the middle um you know what's your what's your body telling you and then and then compare that against how did that how did that training session go that day Mm. um because, because again, it's, everyone needs to feel something different. You know, you see some people, they, I mean, uh, what was his name? He was, a. Uh, anyway, I can't remember. There were one of the guys that we skied against forever. He was a three eventer, but he was a heck of a good Um, I mean, he would just be buzzing on the dock, talking a hundred miles an hour and doing this strange breathing thing where it sounded like he was trying to blow out the world's biggest candle. And it was, I was like, well, that's crazy. And then you watch, you know, someone, like, like yourself, you, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're really social. You're talking to everybody. You seem pretty calm. Was that Javi? Um, yes. Javier Julio. That's yes, exactly right, who I was buddy. thinking about. Yeah. I was like, holy crap, this guy's just buzzing and he's, and he's, and he, and he performed really well. You watch, you know, someone like Will Asher, it's like, it's like he's just kind of lounging around. I'm like, well, this is crazy. These people are all achieving it, you know, at high, high levels and they have such different approaches. So, you know, be, Find out what works best for you, and and again, if you know if you're hearing this two weeks before your that first tournament of the year, or even if it's one week, just just without changing anything, just explore, do a little, do, you know, do a little systems check before you ski, and then compare that against how you felt on the water, um, because that's okay. going to be, you know, and, and really that's that's an ongoing process. That's something I do every set. Where am I right now? And then how did that work? How did that feel on my opening pass? Um, because like what I like to do, and we've talked about this in the past, but I, I like to assign a specific number, like how I'm feeling inside with 10 being as crazy, you know, aroused, excited, you know, energized as possible. And one being, you know, like super, super, super chill. And then, you know, like do that system check and, and assign a number to how you feel. Um, because again, like throughout the season, you're going to find out which number works best for you. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, four, three, two, one, somewhere in that one to 10 range. And then wherever you work the best, and that's going to be your part of your pre ski routine is going to be to, to internally, emotionally get back to that number. 
Okay, I love this idea. I want to go down this this line, th this road a little bit. So, fascinates me. So, uh, maybe can you share uh, the number that maybe you feel like you operate best at? Yeah. Number yeah. one. Then wait. Then number two. Um, how do you how do you get to that place in practice? Or are yeah. you trying to or are you trying to tame your tournament day to the, the practice that, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, cause I, I, like I find myself, you know, if, uh, I've said this before. I, you know, I, I tell everybody that I ski with like, Hey, it's my goal to go out there when we're practicing. You know, I want to, I want to simulate a tournament every day, basically, you know, like, yeah. you know, I mean, if you have a person that you, yeah. you and that person are, are relatively similarly matched, you know, then, then yeah, I want to, you know, as long as that's my goal for the day, I'm going to go out and try to run some buoys and, Obviously, it's always goes back to my keys and how well I did them, but I'm, I want to put up a I want to put up a score as well. Yeah, right. So, but so for me, like that's the way that I get myself riled up in practice. But yes, what what is it? What is it? And how do you how do you yeah. how do you make those numbers get close between and, and tournament and practice? And what and that's why that's why, and then again like that's why this is so interesting and, and it's and there's no right or wrong because you know talking about authenticity like that method like what you just described does not work well for me in practice you know me, meaning like you know having that you know even when i do have a ski partner with me you know i did for years and years that that uh, practicing with that mindset of of okay now today is it you know today's about beating you you know and and i was like it, man, I, it just didn't work for me. And I forced it. And I, and I thought that's what I needed to do because I was, you know, I was watching like the best skiers on the planet, you know, you doing that. And, and I was, and I, and then I felt so, I felt so defeated and so guilty that, that, you know, and then I'd get this mindset like, well, how the heck am I ever going to do this in tournament if I can't do it in practice? You know? And, and, and as soon as I let that go, then, then, you know, cause everyone needs to practice in their own way. Everyone needs to, to feel their, their own way in a tournament. So, to your question though, I, I think it's, it's equal parts, both. I bring myself up in practice and, and, and down in tournaments to hit that same level. Mm -hmm. And, but now it just happens naturally because I've been doing it so long, but like, so for me, I learned that, you know, I perform best at a seven, you know, mm -hmm. I think, um, in years past, I, like initially when I was like a junior skier, I was too much at a 9.5 just cause I was so darn nervous. And then once I started, you know, getting better and, and started skiing with you guys, then I did the opposite. I, I got myself so low and so calm doing everything I could to pretend I wasn't nervous that I, I just was just so lethargic and detached. And, and, um, I can just think back to just, you know, several world championships where I'm like, numb on the dock and I'm, and, and, and it's just, you know, just, just blown opportunities again, you know, not being authentic to how I felt and, 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 you know, not addressing it. So for me, I, I hit this seven and, and I can just think back to, you know, you know, countless or not countless, several tournaments in the last few years where the last, you know, 30 seconds, you know, the previous or the, the, the skier before me is still on the water. And I'm like, quick system check. And I'm like, okay, I'm at a five. So from there it's, you know, you can, you can raise that, that excitement level just, you know, physiologically just through moving 
you know, and, and the lower I am, then the, the more I'm going to jump around and, 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 you know, maybe, you know, like do some lunges or, or whatever it is that like get my heart rate going again to find that number. And Coffee. then similarly, yeah. And then similarly, if I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm at an eight here, hold on, I'm going to sit down, you know, I'm gonna put my gloves on sitting down mm-hmm. you know, or, or I'm going to grab some water, dump a little bit on my head. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to find that number. I'm, I'm going to find it every single time. And there's, um, there's, there's something to recognizing that, that, um, that it just gives you this level of confidence and calm where, okay, I've already won half of, you know, I've already achieved half of the goal. Like, you know, one of the half of the, you know, half the goal is to leave the dock feeling the way I need to feel. The other half is to, is to, to hit my keys and, and they're, they're equally important. Right. Um, you know, I, and I, just simple things like it's so crazy. Like we're so, I mean, we are part of the animal world, you know? So even things like if I'm feeling too aggressive, a little bit too, too riled up, like I, I just smile and there's, mm-hmm. and, and that will, that will bring me down. And you, you know, you talk about like the, you, you read about how different animals that, that, that appearance of smiling means different things to different animals and causes different physiological um, reactions. It, it, you know, just, but you'll, you, you, you need to find that level and, and then, then, you know, just take steps to, to get back there. And again, like everyone's going to be different. So, you know, don't fall victim to the same mistake I used to make by, you know, I'd be like, okay, you know, these guys are doing this and they're way better than me. I, I better do what they're doing. You, you, you've got to find out, you know, what's, you know, what's authentic to yourself. But um, again, first tournament of the year, first couple tournaments of the year, this is your chance to explore that. And hopefully you have, you know, I mean, I'm still exploring it and I know you are too, but you know, hopefully your that game plan is going to get tighter and tighter as the season rolls on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, for me on that, just to, to tidy up that, that combo, yeah. like I'm not necessarily like all I want to do is beat you and I'm going to do what I'm, I'm going to throw everything out the door to, to beat you. Right. Yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah. that's not my, that's not my zone in a tournament or in a, in practice. practice. But I guess my point for me is that I'm putting myself on notice by calling other and, and telling others that you're on notice. So what I'm saying is I'm making you accountable and I want you to make me accountable. Let's go yes. and let's go and push this thing. But I mean, I might be, I might be at the same token that I say that I'm also out there and I'm, I'm trying different settings, trying to find new factory settings, yeah. for, you know, for our ski and all that. So not every day is, am I expecting to go out and ski my absolute best and, and when it goes bad, I don't, that it doesn't, doesn't live up to what I wanted it to. That doesn't mean that, you know, that was a failed set or a failed deal or, oh, you got me to debt, you know, like it's more like just keep me accountable and I'll keep yeah. you accountable. I think that's, yeah. that's more I just, what I, where I was going yeah, with it. No, and I'm not sure. saying that the way you're doing it's wrong either. I just yeah, want the listeners to understand that yeah. I'm not, I'm not selling out just to, just to get a buoy count. No. And that's the beauty of it though. And that's like, like, and as evidenced by your career versus my career, you're not. Well, maybe not naturally. That, that that would that's not maybe that's not giving you credit. But you are, you were a lot better at this from the, at a, at a younger age than than I was, you know. So that that's why I got caught trying to do what you were doing, or trying to do what Mappa was doing, or trying to do what Will was doing because I wasn't any, I wasn't, I wasn't allowing myself to be any good at it. For that reason, I was trying to do what somebody else was doing, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, I think. You know, again, like having skied with you, I, I think you are, you're naturally not, not and again, naturally is not fair because that takes away uh, how much work you put into it, but you are, you're a more competitive person than I am. I'm more passive, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I, and again, I used to punish myself for that. I used to think that meant I was a failure and, and it's like, wow, I mean, there's so many different personalities that excel at high level activities that, that you just got to find how to do it for yourself. What we you know, you know, and, and you preface this whole conversation with the word authentic. And that one is just so important to me, you know, yeah. that you got to do it your ways. So, you know, you can look around and take some advice from, from personality types that you think likely resonate with you and that, that can get you going. But in the end, you know, you're going to have to discover this in practice, you know, and cause there is, there's all sorts, man. There's the, there's like the Joker on the dock. There's the, the guy that looks like if you step in between him and the, and the, and his ski, he might take your throat out, you know, <laughs> and they're, you know, it's just, that's, you know, everyone's going to do it a little bit different, but I think the universe, what ties everyone together and what everyone must do is, um, be consistent with it. Um, you know, explore, explore the approach in practice and, 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 and understand that, that that is part of the training method too. That's part of the entire process, you know? Um, but luckily, luckily it's the fun part. And, and that's what I remind people too. Like, you know, they're headed to a tournament. It's like, okay, let's like, remember like the hard work is over. Like this, this is the fun part. So go explore and let's, let's just see, you know, see where it lies and we'll evaluate and then we'll, then we'll, you know, re- refine or, or ramp up our game plan moving forward. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much nailed all of that. You know, I just, when I, when I see, yeah, anyway, yeah. Tournaments are, tournaments are such a, it's such a cool experience. Uh, a couple of thoughts that I just wanted to finish on for this. I, 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 I'm seeing a two part, two part series here, by <laughs> yeah, the way. I think I'm so seeing, too. I think, I think conceptually understanding tournaments is what we're, what we're kind of going over right now and, and understanding that part of it. And then I think we should probably do a part B to this, you know, another episode where we yep. dive into uh, game day and yep. how to, you know, all those little things. So, you know, anyway, a couple things. One, if you want to be a tournament skier, ski a lot of tournaments. Mm-hmm. It just, you go, you want the exposure, man. You yes. gotta, I mean, don't, if you want to be a national champion, uh, even if you're qualified for nationals super early, like you qualified in the fall, everything's good. I would not recommend going to regionals and then going to nationals and expecting that you're going to go out there and win. I, you look at people who are podium, you know, on the podium or consistently skiing well in big tournaments. These people are skiing a lot of tournaments and they're skiing, you know, and, and that way, when you do that, you've experienced so many more things over the course of the year that it's just, you know, it becomes another event. It becomes just an, almost like it's getting closer to practice. You know, that's number one thought for me is do it a lot. If if you want to be good at it, number two, and I am so guilty of this, please do not overtrain going into events. That is probably the single thing that you do that you do because your confidence isn't high enough, or maybe you're not skiing quite where you want. And so I just need to, I just, you know, and I'm so guilty of this. Like I just need one more set Oh, tweak my back Oh, Now I'm skiing the <sighs> tournament tournament dinged up, you know? Yeah, no, I'm not hurt. Like I'm not out hurt, but I'm dinged, you know? And, and when you're dinged, how are you going to, how are you going to reach that, that top pinnacle of where you're going for, you know? So, yeah. you know, those are two things, you know, that I think are really important in, to, to remember in the grand scheme of things. And then exactly the, I think that word came out authenticity, you know, like just figure out your plan, stick to your plan at the end of events. When tournaments are over, I love to reevaluate or evaluate. How did I do? How well did I do? You know, how well 
what was my, what was that, what was that pre-ski number? You know, was it a seven? Was it a three? Was it, and then how did I ski? Did I like how those correlated? Did I not like that? Did everything that I've been working in practice go out the window and I don't remember thinking of anything and, and, and how did that set go? You know, so it's a time to reflect and to evaluate because we may end up wanting to shift our practice routines slightly to, to help the outcome of our tournament, you know? So I think there's a lot, there's a lot there that we can, we can get good at. And, you know, the thing that just drives me doesn't drive me nuts because it's, it's totally okay. But I see just a lot of people go to tournaments and they're out of the game before they even started, you know, and, and they're a hot mess and they don't go out and ski good. And, and, and it's okay because, you know, they've made it that that's, they're okay with that. But I, I can tell you, even if you think right now you're listening to this and you're like, that's me, you can change that. You can change the outcomes and you can start climbing the ladder any way you want to, but you're going to have to change your approach. And, and it's, it's really not that hard. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I think, you know, our intent was these early, early, you know, these early season tournaments. I, I think these ones more so than any, and I think this is important any tournament, but you can really, you can, you can judge these first tournaments. Um, one, you know, exactly that, how you felt before you left the dock and two, the quality of your skiing, not necessarily buoy count, but, you know, trusting that, that as the season rolls on quality of skiing is going to equal the buoy count you're looking for. 